sublime revolution, and unjust terror. I see important themes in common between this story about a slave revolt and Hugo's novel 93, about the French Revolution. Both depict the heroic potential in man and his capacity for devotion to his values. Both make a commitment to humanity central to that heroic devotion. And both dream of a revolution that is characterized by this humanity. If you've read 93, you will recall that the inexorability of Lantanac and Simordan served as a foil for the humanity of Gauvin. In Bogjargal, the brutality of Biasu and the vengefulness of Habibra set in stark relief the equitability, magnanimity, and nobility of Bogjargal. In his portrayal of the capricious cruelty of Dauverny's uncle and of the terrible travesty of Bogjargal, a hero and the son of a king, being torn from his family and forced to toil under a tyrannical master, Hugo makes it clear that for the slaves to revolt was right. But he is as righteous in his condemnation of the form revolution can take, and does take, in the hands of the power-hungry and barbarous Biasu. Biasu takes a twisted pleasure in the torture of his prisoners. He betrays his allies and deceives his followers to serve his personal quest for power. He lacks any trace of the dignity and honor that characterize Bugjargal and Dauverny. Right as the revolt he commands might be, he is only leading his men to a new form of terror, and he is utterly unsympathetic as a character. One of the things that fascinated me most about these last chapters was the extent to which my sympathies were stirred for the almost equally villainous Habibra. I was repulsed by his cold-blooded account of the vengeful murder of Dauverny's uncle. Quote, I plunged my knife so deeply in his heart that he had hardly time to cast aside sleep before death claimed him. Unquote. But I was also moved by the inventory of indignities that he laid out to Dauverny. When Dauverny says to him, Wretch, cowardly assassin, you forgot then all his kindness that you ate near his table and slept at the foot of his bed, unquote. Habibra interrupts to say, quote, Like a dog, come, I remembered too much of what you called his kindness, but which I looked upon as insults. I took vengeance upon him, and I am going to take vengeance on you. Listen, do you think that because I am a mulatto, a deformed dwarf, that I am not a man? Ah, I have a soul stronger, deeper, and bolder than the one that I am about to set free from your girlish frame. I was given to your uncle as if I had been a pet monkey. I served his pleasures. I amused him whilst he despised me. He loved me, do you say? I had a place in his heart. Yes, between his ape and his parrot. I found a better place there with my dagger. Unquote. In that moment, his vengeance seems almost justified. Later, Bugjargal helps Dauverny to escape from Habibra's clutches, and Habibra then ambushes Dauverny as he makes his way through the passage out of the cavern. Dauverny calls him a murderer, and he replies, I am an avenger. That is just it. He is an avenger. His goals are vindictive, and his methods are violent. His is the backward-looking ambition of retribution, 
and he is both indiscriminate and gleeful in the punishments he inflicts. He cannot see and does not care that Dauverny is not his uncle. He does not view him as an individual man. He sees only the opportunity for a bloody reckoning. His essence is captured in a gesture. When he is dangling over the abyss, and Dauverny is moved to save him by an irrepressible spirit of humanity, Habibra uses all his strength to try to pull Dauverny down into the gulf. He says, I prefer your death rather than my life. But then there is Bugjargal, noble, courageous, just, and humane. The kind of man who can see into the soul of his master's nephew and call him brother. The sort of man who leads a revolution and in the midst of it risks his own life to save the family of his rival. The sort of man who escapes imprisonment to save him yet again and then returns to his captor's clutches to save his comrades from dying in his place. In an article I read by Julien Lafontaine, he says, quote, This early work of Hugo's dares to imagine, if briefly, the possibility of righteous civil disobedience. Might there be a sublime revolution to counter the grotesque terror? Unquote. Bugjargal represents the spirit of the yearned-for sublime revolution. I will remind you again of Bugjargal's stirring words to Biasu about all his bloody and terrible reprisals. Quote, Do not let us be less merciful than they are, for it is our interest to be so. Will our case be more holy and more just because we exterminate the women, slaughter the children, and burn the colonists in their own houses? Answer me, Biasu. Must the traces of our progress be always marked by a line of blood and terror? Unquote. I hear in Bugjargal's words early foretastes of the theme in 93. Above the revolutionary absolute, there is the human absolute. It is a theme to be found in many of Hugo's works. I've mentioned that my daughters and I are reading the conveniently 365 chapter Les Miserables, a chapter a day this year. A recent chapter contained the following, not precisely parallel, but still related, quote, quote, Suffering engenders wrath, and while the prosperous classes blind themselves or fall asleep, which also closes the eyes, the hatred of the unfortunate classes lights its torch at some morose or ill-formed mind dreaming in a corner, and begins to examine society. Examination by hatred, a terrible thing. Unquote. The hatred of Biasu and Habibra are contrasted with the humanity of Bugjargal. <laughs>